You're listening to the Sisterhood Smarts podcast, the show that brings you all things science, well-being and wisdom from the wise ones. So join us weekly on Spreaker with co-hosts Faith, Penny and Shaz. Welcome. So today's agreement, we are on agreement number eight. And that agreement is simply question everything and learn. Um, we thought this was a great agreement because um, one thing we know that our brain loves is new things. So Penny is here with us. Hey Penny, how you doing? Hi Faith, I am well, how are you? I'm good, I'm doing good. <laughs> Before we started um, the show, me and Penny were just talking about the, the beauty of the time differences. <laughs> And the clock change. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and you questioned it. Yeah. We should question everything. I think. Yeah, exactly. Should. And I think that um, this actually creates for, you know, a lot of um, peace and mi- peace of mind. Let me put it that way. Because one thing that I've observed, Penny, I don't know if it's the same with you. The more you know, the more calmer you are in a situation. And if you don't question things, you just embrace things and it might not work for you. And then that's actually where, you know, you get upset and you feel let down and da 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 mm-hmm. and all that stuff happens. But when you question everything and you are informed, even if you're informed to a certain with a certain limitation, when something does not play out as you anticipate it should play out, you're not upset because you're like, okay, you know what? I gave it my best shot. <laughs> you know, I, I did it this way, but you know, it yeah. played out differently. But I've seen mm-hmm. that the anger, the anxiety, the disappointment, whatever you want to call it, comes from lack of being informed, not questioning mm-hmm. things. And, and to be honest, Penny, um, and all of our listeners, the brain I love the brain. I don't know about you, Penny, but I love this thing. I love it too. I love the brain. The brain is is really, um, it's really, what do they say? It's a terrible thing to waste. And you know, these are such simple sentences, but it's a big statement. Because the way you use your brain determines a lot of the way you do things. It determines the questions you ask. It determines how you look at life. It determines a lot of things. It also determines your emotions, your choice of food, your choice, how you interact with plants and animals and nature and rocks and trees and all that good stuff. And so, you know, we say that you should question everything because there is power in that. There's power in getting knowledge. Um, And this requires you... um, also to do the research like penny i don't know about you but i don't see any shortcut to that because a lot of the things that i've learned and i've known it's come from observation and when i say research i don't mean you know you have to dive into a book you know i mean you can just observe and collect data like we're walking in nature observe the animals observe the birds observe the rocks how the water flows you know what is floating all this is science we're surrounded by it but have the mind of a scientist and always look at things from you know why you know how and question and look and think and and then believe in yourself um you know penny i'm sure you also you know you've worked with you know academia and scientists and all that stuff and one thing that i've also worked with them and i've been around them a lot 
<laughs> I'm still around them a lot. And one thing mm-hmm. that I have seen is sometimes um they tend to go on an ego trip. You know, and yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. I I can't put my finger on it. There's a super ego trip. You know, if I can't read it, um if I can't justify it, if it's not written in a book, which I always tell them, I'm always like somebody wrote that book, you know that. <laughs> and we don't know how they collected the data. Maybe they observed nature and were inspired to do the experiment differently. You know, you know, we know, you know, the ones who were inventing the planes were observing the birds. You know, that's why the plane has the wings and all. Yeah. You know, so if you can if they can't read in a book, if there is no if there are no numbers, you know, next to it, they they will discard it. And I call that an ego trip because you know, and I think it also has something to do with my background because I've seen brilliance and I also travel a lot and I've seen brilliance in the most um how do I say in the most nature infused environments. You know, mm-hmm. in the villages of India or the villages you know in some part of of Africa or you know somewhere in Asia in in Thailand. You know, I yeah, I mean and it doesn't matter even in the villages in Malta or somewhere, you know. I've seen nature infused brilliance. And these people will tell you I didn't go to school. You know, I remember watching my grandmother, you know, helping a cow give birth. And she she was an amazing um, you know, botanist, you know, yeah. everything about plants and animals and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I remember observing her. This this act this cow actually had a breach. Um it, it was it was it was not able to give birth. And mm-hmm. my grandmother just, you know, she said, "Oh, she was just observing nature." You know, she used to sit, you know, on a certain platform because, you know, her farm is on a hill. And she was watching this cow struggling, observation, struggling to give birth. And she walked down and she looked at the cow and she put it down on the side and she went um to her farm and picked some roots and you know told us to boil it and you know then she started to feed the cow as she was using a balsam to massage the the, the stomach you know the the you know the womb part of the cow and turning the baby and then before we knew it the baby just slid out and the cow mm-hmm. fell into a beauty sleep now this to me was somebody with immense you know midwifery or even you know scientific knowledge because i till today i don't even know what the roots were that's another thing we have to talk about another show about you know african you know documenting their knowledge they just we just don't do it properly like i don't even know what those roots are i don't even know the names i just know what it looks like and you know but i don't know the full combination because i was not completely paying attention I was watching her and focused on the cow and the noise the cow was making but I saw her do it and the cow had a beautiful sleep she took the baby the calf and put it next just the way she was placing everything and you know lady calm down and the cow was fine in a couple hours running around and good with its baby yeah and so I know that if I was to say oh you know to some of my academic people possibly like oh you know you can actually just you know give the cows some fruits or be like no thanks 
where's the scientific data behind that, you know? And we would have this super eager trip. But this is why I tell people like, um, what I have observed also is this kind of approach, um, this linear thinking approach to looking at things. And, and you know, if it's not in a book, if I can't read it, if I can't see it, if I can't touch it, if I don't know it also, that's another thing, um, then it doesn't exist. It has created an, you know, like a hierarchy and an inferiority complex in people who have a wealth of knowledge, but they're not even going to talk about it because they feel that they don't have space, you know. And, you know, I've seen people say after a conference or an event, tell me, you know, if I actually, you know, in Mexico, this is what we do and it actually works fine. I'm like, why didn't you share that? They're like, nah, nobody's going to listen to that. And so my observation and, you know, interaction, you know, with what people would tell me in the back end, I'm just like, there's something happening with this super ego trip that limits um, learning, you know, at a bigger scale from all aspects of life, from all backgrounds and cultures, um, with all this amazing knowledge and wisdom, which sometimes is actually going to get lost because like that woman who would talk to me in the background and say, oh, you know, you know, we actually would have done this before, you know, in, in Mexico or this. And I'm like, oh, really? And how'd you do that? No, no, and, and I'm like, wow, you know, or um, here in Europe, we know it took many years, I think, you know, 10, it was just the last maybe um, six years where acupuncture and homeopathic treatment and all these were now certified and validated and said now you can actually you know it's actually covered by some insurance you know because there's so, mm. so much proof in this but the yeah. skepticism behind somebody telling you look I don't have my arthritis anymore I couldn't understand why people couldn't believe that you know I mean she's here you've seen her medical records you know before and after and so this is what i call the super ego trip and and that is why i think this agreement is so important because i'm inviting you all to question everything and have an open mind because we can be so much richer when people have an open mind and and i'll share something with you all which is um i can share it to a certain extent but you know one of my doctors she's so amazing and what I like about her is she is always open. Like she'll be, I'll be like, oh, no, I don't, you know, you know, I want to do this. And she's like, actually, you know what? This is actually this and this and this and this and this. And, and I like her for that because she's so open. And she's, you know, she will tell you, you know, you can actually also do A, B, C, D if you want to do that. And this will actually lead to this and this. And then we just check this and check the numbers and do this. And when you come up, she's like, oh my God, this is great. Keep doing it. But I don't hear that with everybody. So people will be like, no, my doctor said I can't do that. And they're not interested in listening. And they just tell me it's a one-way street. The doctor says I do. And so this is why I'm just like, we all need to be a bit more open. Because the openness, what I've learned, also influences how, how you interact with each other. You know, I remember there was this um, Dutch lady um, in Austria, and I'm just saying that so she can know who she is, in Vienna, and she's also a doctor. And we were talking, and she said something interesting, 
um, we were just talking, just chatting, and she said, you know what, Faith, when um, when a, when a, when, a, when somebody of Caribbean or African descent comes to me, I, I look at their blood numbers differently. I said, do you? She said, yes. And then she said, I also can look at the eyes because when you open, if you look at the a bottom eyelid, if you go to the bottom eyelid, you can quickly see there's a difference in the numbers and all this stuff. And so the conversation then, you know, developed and we were talking and talking. And I said, but why do you do this and other doctors don't do this? And she said, because I lived in Namibia and South Africa for many years and I used to work there. So I could see certain differences. So now when somebody comes, I'm looking double. She's looking at two different things. She's looking at one thing and then she's looking at a different yeah. thing. And she said, also, I'm not just diagnosing by one test. I'm diagnosing. I look at the eyes. I look at the tongue. I look at this. So we were joking. I said, okay, look at my tongue and look at my eyes. And she started telling me some stuff, which I knew was real. I said, oh, really? This is good stuff. And, you know, and she knew her stuff. <laughs> and I was like, this is so cool, you know? And, you know, and we were joking. And she said, no, you have to. You have to use all the knowledge that you have to be a good doctor this is what she said to me um this she was a dutch half dutch half austrian vienna lady and 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 so i say question everything because if she just was limited in her thinking and said i just take a blood test i run it through the screen and i'm done and these are my numbers and this is what the book says and i tick 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 then i'm good you know she wasn't doing that she was looking at everything and and this is why i think this agreement is very very useful to share and i invite you all to do it because it also opens conversation um like the ones we are having now with you penny or we're having like i would have with this doctor or somebody in a village um people will open up to you when they see you're ready you're going to listen something happens otherwise people don't open up to you they don't tell you things um they just let you be the authority and so I think question everything, use your brain to the maximum capacity um, through observation, through how you, how you think, you know, how you look at, how you communicate, what you absorb when you read something, you know, really, I always say when you read something, Penny, I say read it twice, you know, just read it twice. Yeah. You know, don't read it once, read it twice because as many times as you can, but at least as a practice, read it twice. Even if it's a letter, read it once and read it twice because it's always something you miss. And so, you know, always have a question, you know, be that annoying student in class. <laughs> you know, yeah. the one where the teacher is like, seriously, we got to move on. I have a syllabus, <laughs> you know, it's okay to be that student in the real world. Yeah. 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 I think that, you know, it's, it's really important to, to question everything and, and you know the listening is a really important component not just for questioning things but just in terms of being a good communicator and and taking in input and you know reading other people's feedback uh, you know those are those are really important things and you know we think about the world how much it changes all of the time right talk about technology or the environment or politics or whatever so it's always good to keep your brain active and moving and processing things and you know you may have a, a different opinion about something um it, but if you open up your mind and look at things and you know you might change your opinion or you might confirm your opinion um but it's all about keeping an open mind and being flexible and not 
just dismissing things for personal reasons. You know, we can think about that with politics, especially where, you know, you can have evidence in front of you, but it's dismissed because of some sort of ego or personal gain or whatnot. So, um, and you know, this all ties into a lot of the shows that we've had about, you know, brain health and uh, keeping the brain active. The brain is uh, always, you know, growing and changing, not growing in terms of going to grow out of your skull, but uh, you know, in terms of neurons and, and firing that, you know, your brain is, needs input in order for it to stay healthy. Uh, so yeah, you you bring up a lot of really important points. Um, yeah, and your brain is a sponge. So you have to also be careful what you feed it. Um, if you feed your brain a lot of politics, it will actually take, can, it can. In some, I'm not saying it will because I don't, you know, there's always other variables involved, but it could take this as fact. Because remember, your brain you have the left and the right brain, the, the two hemispheres, right? You have the left and the right brain hemisphere, and both are actively working, even though you're not aware of what they're doing, they're doing a whole lot. <laughs> Trust me, your brain is like your ATEM, okay? And, and you have the conscious and the unconscious both these um, competencies are constantly working so what you feed your brain may show up as a subconscious unconscious action that you don't know why you're doing what you do or as a conscious action that you know I read in the book it's one plus one is two that kind of thing so you always have to be aware that Although you're not aware, you're not all constantly thinking of what your brain is doing, always be aware that it is consuming, like Tani said, the politics or this or that or religion, whatever, anything that you're putting into it, it is feeding. And remember, your eyes are connected to your brain, so even what you look at, also visually, it's, I think, Tani, isn't it? That your eyes are, your pupil actually goes straight into your brain, right? I think this is the one. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so much information that is bombarding your brain all the time right colors sounds sense, touch you know all of the senses that we have is constantly being inputted into our brain and we're selecting for certain ones that we you know pay attention to but the brain is always on just in terms of your you know uh everyday life and then the more that you put into it um you know just it just keeps adding on top of it and that's not a bad thing that's a good thing you know we've seen that correlation we talked about um, in the previous previous agreement, where um, you know lack of input into your brain, uh, whether that's you know any sort of learning opportunity um, or lack of socialization, you know with COVID it's been challenging is is you know seeing a, a decrease in brain health, and and we know that um, you know there are brain disease, diseases that are tied to uh, you know inactivity or less activity of the brain as we age. You know they say you know when a person retires um you know that's not a good thing really for the brain right you know we all want to retire from our job but you automatically you know remove uh you know probably a big social component of going to work and then you know if you're doing things at work your brain is always active whether it's something uh, boring or exciting your brain is doing stuff and so the more you remove from your brain inputting um you know that weakens your brain and so you know it's just it's just something to to keep in mind and and it is, you know, important to think about that, you know, you can change your opinion over time. Like I think about things that, you know, I had a difference of opinion on maybe a year ago or six months ago or 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's really, 
you know, with looking at things differently and talking to different people, you know, I've just grown and I've, you know, learned more. Now I have a different opinion or maybe it's, you know, a bigger opinion. I can see more of a perspective. Um, but it is really important for your brain and body health um, to continually learn. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something interesting about the retirement. Like, I don't know whether people haven't figured this out, but retirement doesn't actually mean that you just do nothing. <laughs> I mean, my mom. Some people, it does. My mom is she yeah. retired. You could never get a hold of this woman. Like, seriously. Like, really, seriously. I'm like, what is going on? She is the busiest woman on the planet. And of course, I don't know how she does yeah. it. She's constantly, yeah. she has so many projects. She, she, you know, she has like non-profits. She has, you know, these community organizations that she does. She's also, I always say my mom is like the friend. She's an excellent friend. Like she's there for all her friends. And they're there for her too. She has, they're just amazing, those women. I just look at them and I'm like, I, you people, I, I, I don't know. And, and so I hope that when you retire, you don't think that you don't do anything. And, and I think that, um, I don't know, maybe it's different. Is it different in the West? Because, you know, in Africa, they have these women groups where they just have certain interests and they just form their own groups. So if they're farmers, they all farm and they do different things and they end up having these big businesses. It just, it grows legs. And before you know it, they're like, oh my God, this is too big. We have to, we have to chill out a little bit. And, and then, you know, they're also very active in the church. Um, that's big in Africa, but it's not just going, you know, to church to worship and all that, but they actually, you know, they have, they call them, what do they call them? What's my mom called them? They call them missions. Um, no, what do they call mm-hmm. them? They have, I think they call them missions. So they have like a, no ministries, yeah. So they have like a prison ministry where they go and visit women in, in prison and they take the stuff that they mm-hmm. don't, that they need. And they do this just them. They, they, they organize themselves in charge. They're like, okay, this weekend you're going to the prison, you're going to the prison, you're going to the prison. Group of women go, they sit with the women, they talk with them, they eat with them, they bring all the food, bring clothes, bring sanitary pads, whatever the women would need. And some good stuff, you know, lotion and fun stuff. Um, so that's one ministry. Yeah. And then they have yeah. their calendar. I remember I was, we were trying to get my mom to do some stuff, family related. Her calendar with the ministries, was, she was like, oh, we can actually start sometime in September. Because <laughs> they have so many ministries. And they have ministries, <laughs> then there's the farm, then there is her family. Then So I'm just looking. And this is not just her. This is all the women I know who are part of her network. And so she's the busiest lady um, on this planet. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but sometimes we have to tell her, you know, you need to like chill out, you know, mm-hmm. because she does mm-hmm. as well. You know, again, we talked about that self-care thing and taking time for yourself and all this stuff. She She's going to listen to this and she's like, uh, she, yeah, she's a good candidate for self-care. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So Sounds like that, she has a yeah. nice, yeah. well-rounded you know, well-rounded life outside of work so that when you remove that component of work, you still have all of those other things in place that, you know, maintain your physical and mental health. And that's fantastic. 
Mm -hmm. And I think also the concept of family, you know, I mean, she's, she's very engaged with her grandchildren and, you know, all this stuff and they love her and, you know, they come and, you know, they don't want to leave, you know, and so that's a whole weekend planned with the grandchildren. And I think, I don't know that it's different. It's different in the West because right now in Africa, we still don't have that thing of maybe it's coming in some African countries, but not yet so much. Um, the concept of, you know, the home care, like, you know, you go to an elderly home. And um, yeah. I knew a lady here, um, a German lady who was in her 90s, fit, like top fit, like seriously. She was, she could, she could walk me out of the park. Like I would, we would go hiking, and she's like, fit, seriously. And you know, and I was like, okay, let's keep going. And she was, she, I mean, she, I couldn't, I, I couldn't walk as much as she could. But at some point, her family decided to take her to an elderly home was living very well on her own and you know she did have some help like a cleaner and, and food was delivered to her because you know too much cooking and stuff like that make sure she eats a healthy balanced diet but at some point her family decided to take her to an elderly home and I remember because she was you know she was in Germany and I was here in Denmark so I'm not going to visit her for a long time like it was about you know three months four months period after she went to the elderly home Penny she had already developed dementia yeah and i realized i was like isolation yes, yes seriously i couldn't believe it she was like faith she i would talk to her she first she didn't recognize me then she recognized me and then she I, I couldn't understand what was going on so when i started asking the nurse she said yeah she deteriorated and in a year and then i i would visit her on and off and after a while i remember her counting the doors of all her neighbors who had died and yeah. so in that year, she was like, my friend just died yesterday, and she also died yesterday, and this one is, died. And, and I was like, that's not a healthy habit. But she was already in and out, remember? We couldn't communicate like with a flow. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. after a while, it was less than a year she died. A healthy woman who could walk any mm -hmm. of us out the pack, fun-loving, engaging in one mm -hmm. year, she passed on. Mm-hmm. After- So you mean- Yeah, and that's such a common story. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, that's really sad. And um, so you mean that um, that like after she came to those places that actually it kind of like affected her because you know she used to be very like live and do this do that you know like I mean is it like that you mean that you know yeah. after like she, that, she became that was so me questioning everything and observing because I knew this lady like I didn't just know how I knew her like mm. you know, she, she was actually like my grandmother like for real like amazing right. and 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 so we would go hiking and I could not keep up with her she was 90 when I couldn't keep up with her she was she would slow down for me we used to go to um, concerts together she was traveling you know we used to go to classical music concerts with her and all this stuff we used to do it with her and she was the, she was the one getting the tickets she was like I'm gonna get the tickets and then you book the this and what a kind of engaged woman like in her 90s like I'm gonna go down here and you go down to the museum you know I'm gonna go book the reservation for a dinner she was active alive and well and in one year she died after going to the elderly home she got you know what it, she deteriorated she couldn't recognize us you know, me and her family, because they were close friends of mine as well. So we would go visit her. She couldn't recognize us. In a year, she was gone. 
when you're like telling this and it reminds me actually of my grandma she was also very like you know a person like live you know do this do that and then after of course when she became like older and then she would travel you know back and forth from Iran to the US from US to Iran or coming to Denmark but then you know like after she got older and then she had this really big house in Iran and you know lived there for like over 40 years and then at the end you know the kids you know they could see okay mom like you know grandma she can you know i mean she can't deal with such a big house anymore you know then you know i mean sickness started you know a little bit here a little bit there but then she said she said if anybody would you know move me to elderly houses you know homes or just you know um um give me like you know if i have to move to another how i mean from this big house that you know i used to live with all my kids my husband and then you know and then i have to move to something you know something smaller i i wouldn't survive you know i mean and definitely that's what actually happened to her why like you know after selling her house and even you know um the eldest daughter she was living in iran and you know and the kids you know around you know like actually her grandchildren they help her with everything, you know, take grandma here. Okay, now, you know, we have to pick up her there. Like, they were always, you know, like, I mean, you know, um, beside her or, you know, would do anything for her. But ever, I mean, when um, it started that she has to, you know, move from this, you know, her house to another, it actually was also a house, but just a smaller house. Um, I know it just did something with her, I mean, to her. And you could really see that if she was sick, she became more and more sick. And it just got to her. And, you know, um, at the end, like, yeah, I mean, she got so sick that, you know, um, she didn't want to have any help. But of course, she got the help because at, at, at some point at the end, like even her daughter couldn't even help her. Like, you know, it, it got to that point that, you know, you cannot even go to the, you know, I mean, you can hold your you know i mean you have to go and pee you have to go to the toilet so but the, um she didn't want to go to the, those elder homes so she was still in her house and then you know um they got this nurse like the private nurse you know you get home but you know like in in iran i don't I, like you cannot just just trust people that you know they will give your medicine they will give you medication everything it's a little bit another system comparing to if i would say like here in europe scandinavia no but, but that was also the case in germany when we would visit her her room sometimes would be smelling of pee and it was a really high end you know um elderly home and really it was one of the best and 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 some they just neglect some old people like the, the old people old care homes I'm just like, those are the kind of jobs, please do it if you're passionate about people. Like really, for real, for real, for real, for real. Like if you're not, release that position for somebody who cares. But it was the same case, Shah, it was the same. There were neg- There was a lot of negligence. I can understand, you know, like it, it was actually the same case and I think, you know, for some people that, you know, if they always used to be like, you know, do everything, be fresh and, you know, you know, I mean, just have the life with them. And then suddenly some changes will come in and then they will say, you know, you're, now you're, you know, you need to move from this place because you cannot handle it by yourself. And um, 
then it really hits them. It really hits you as a you know as a human being, and suddenly you start to you know get you know uh, I mean sickness from sickness, and and suddenly you can't make it. And this is actually what happened to my grandma, because I mean, and you know when I saw. I, I didn't get the chance to see her at the end, like because she couldn't travel out. She was in Iran, and when we got to Iran, at the time she, of course, she was already gone. And then when I saw some pictures, I was like, "That's not my grandma. She was in a wheelchair. She couldn't walk. She was so skinny." I was like, "Oh my god, that can't be my grandma," but it was. And what I didn't like, you know, this is—I mean, of course, some cases in 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 Middle East. I think I don't know what it is with them. Sometimes I think it's something with the culture, to be honest. But sometimes they're not honest to tell you how is Shah is just an example. How is Shah feeling? If I'm very sick, they would kind of like say, "No,、nah, she's fine." But no, I'm not fine. I'm actually so sick. So, I mean. Because you know they have this like, and I think this is really bad. But this is, I think, it's like in a cultural thing that they don't want to make somebody else when you're so far away. You know, well, this person can't really do anything now. You know, blah 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 blah. So, and I, I'm, I'm just like, why couldn't they just tell me? You know, my grandma was so sick, and of course, when I was, t- I mean, at the end, of, sometimes when we, you know, when we called her and we spoke to her, you could see also like she had. To, you know, you know, with her memory, she kept you know forgetting stuff, and that was. And sometimes she could repeat the things she just said again, like, "Oh, grandma, but you just said that." Oh, I did. You know, then you know she, you know, she also had that issue. So, but it was just, it just. I think, just in general, I think my point is that you know, when somebody are used to that kind of certain life, and suddenly they become elder, you know, older. They can't really handle it, and su- and suddenly just move them from one place to another place. That she said, she said, it's you know, one day I'm gonna, you know, I, I can never like live in a smaller house in an apartment. Then you know, I mean, she would just get like devastated. She would get sick, and I guess that, that was the point. Even though she had the grandchildren, she had the other people in Iran with her next to her, and of course we were in contact, you know. In- In contact with her, but I think it just did something to her.、Yeah. She just really loved that house. So it does, that's、yeah. just like in general. I think when you move somebody, maybe one day I'll get older if they move me to somewhere. If、but、you know, but this is what we're saying. You need to question everything, and also don't downplay your what you're observing, what you're looking at. Because when I, when we, it was me and couple of her, you know, her relatives or her grandchildren, and you know, we were very close friends. So we would, we went to visit her, and the first time we visited her, we were all in shock, because we were all going there for the first time. Usually, it was her sons and daughters and you know, in-laws who were visiting, and and we knew what we had looked at, and so we were like, you know, we were young and. Young people, you know, young people. We were amazing. We were young, and so we we told everybody off. We were like, "Why don't you, you know, you have all these big houses, and why don't you take her and live with her?" And you know, and and then me with my background, I was saying, you know, you know, back home you would just accommodate her, and and she has enough resources to have a nurse, and and so this and this. And I remember one of her daughter-in-laws was very was listening. She was paying attention, and she said, "You know, Faith, I'm going to do it. I can take her." 
but can you believe it because this is again where the legal things come into play and people are not questioning because this is how everything has been done and her daughter-in-law said i'll take her in i have room i'll set it up as a studio and you know the plans will be made and what happened is her children had the power of attorney and because she had not prepared the paperwork based on what she her gut her intuition what she knew everybody was and how people loved her the one that she gave full autonomy she didn't split the autonomy made a decision that was not beneficial to her so this is again where we say question everything observe and learn because i know from that experience that whole family they learned a lot and this in law she already did hers she's like power attorney to everybody and you know this and this and this and everyone has a clause and she's like and you know faith make sure people don't put me in a home and you know we laugh about all this stuff but this is where we say question everything and it's okay to make a decision from your heart that's what my actually my grandmother used to say you don't always have to make a decision from your head it's okay to make a decision from your heart it's also factual and it's right it's not wrong and so when everyone was visiting her and seeing the deterioration they didn't question you know maybe they did but they still said well this is how it's done you know and this was a big family so you know and there was this the, you know the daughter-in-law you know willing to help her and so that's the thing where we're saying you know one of our agreements our agreement today is question everything and learn if you're seeing something is not working even though it looks like 1 plus 1 is 2 and to you you're like i don't like this too i think you know i want to do it differently do it use the mind of a scientist when you do an experiment and you see the outcomes are not what you anticipated or not what you want to see you change the variables you know you do it a little bit differently and and they you know and but you know but that's what are under the bridge but i really really love that woman and you know she was just like my grandmother and that's one thing that i saw and i said you know what these are things that you can learn you know but you have to question everything question the care she's getting you know so that you you're sure that she's being cared for you must question you just must and then learn not just question and sit back and say oh well you know and then you must learn and and Shah, I'm so sorry about your grandmother because i i actually what you everything i just as you were talking about everything i could just see it also play out in her life it is like two twin stories you know mm yeah but it's just so sad when you think about you know when and i also remember you know like at the time when you know i was you know when i was with her i think actually the last time i was with her and i saw her it was when i was back in the state and um and sometimes when we just sit and talk you know like she would like you know i mean she can never move from this you know place for in iran in tehran she lives you know i mean she would and <laughs> and then you know like she would like you know i i'm just going to if one day i'm going to die i will die in this house you know but you know imagine and then i you know imagine then you know you can get so sick and and suddenly changes it can really like you know affect and you know affect be affected on you and you know um so yeah it was really it is it is um it is really hard and you're right you need to question things sometimes you cannot just sit back and hold back and say okay well you know it is you know what it is and then you know just you know continue your life um i think this is actually what we learned from um and it just you know it makes our brain to grow and um because there is maybe some some things sometimes that you don't know 
and maybe somebody else knows and can tell you, you know, by experience. So, um, so definitely, I would say that, yeah, never just sit and hold back. You know, sometimes you can have this feeling, ah, oh, should I ask or should I not ask? But I would, I would recommend people to actually go ahead and ask. You know, and you know, like what's going on, even with the job that you know. I do sometimes. I ask about these refugee things, you know, like coming here as a foreigner, and some, you know, and suddenly you're kind of forced to go back. Like, like why are you forcing this person to go back to the country again? This person doesn't have anything left. So um, yeah, and yeah. sometimes if they moved because there were a political asylum or whatever reason they re- they, they migrated, it's actually a high risk for them to go back. You know. And, and there are certain steps that you need to take if you want to repatriate or send people back. You have to consider their safety. It's a human rights thing. And, and you know, when you mentioned like the refugee, I know you're with the, you know, the refugee, yeah, I don't want to put all your business out there. But the thing is, it's the same case as, you know, somebody who is, um, um, somebody who's trafficked and then you take her back to the land, the home, exact same house where her traffickers picked her when the law says you cannot do that actually you have to find her a new identity a new name a new home and and sometimes you might have to take her to a completely different country so there are also ways of doing your so-called repatriation if you're looking at resources and stuff like that but you have to do it the right way you know otherwise a lot of people are found out dead or beaten up and their whole family you know gone because of this kind of careless move that you just made you're right yeah you're right especially people from afghanistan you know we do have a lot of refugees here i mean as a foreigner and you know they come you know you know apply for asylum and you know a lot of them from afghanistan that they're still you know in this um side center you know that, that they have to wait for answers but they cannot go back you know i mean the family has been killed by taliban so i mean how can you sometimes say okay but you know you can you know you can just go back or you know um so definitely i would say that um question and and learn like what it is the agreement today because again if you sit and hold back you won't get anything out of anything um so and you know i i just think also you know sometimes maybe um maybe there is something that you never came across with, you know, and suddenly, um, you know, um, something will happen and you'll be like, oh, okay, this is, this is how it works or this is how you have to do this. So, um, yeah. I think, you know, something else that I'm actually sitting and thinking about is that when we had this retirement, you said like, um, that people are think that you know one one day you get and you know one day you get you get retired. It's like people that are retired they don't do anything, but they do though. I know a lot of people that are retired. They're so busy. You will think they're working, but they're so busy with like you're saying with so many projects. It can be outside. It can be inside with the you know house or <laughs> I mean so busy. it's so. And then, and, and, the, and then when you ask, and I think it's so like, oh, really? And then, you know, they're never bored. I mean, like my in-laws, they're never bored. I mean, and then they say like, 
Yeah, but we, if we're not gonna make it today, then we can always do it tomorrow. But like, and then you know, another thing is also like they get to you know get to go out and travel. They, of course, now with the COVID, they don't really travel so much. I mean, they don't travel at all. But before the COVID, they would just you know they could travel. They could pick any date they wanted. So it's it's it's. I'm yeah, just saying. Exactly. Think, before COVID, I in fact I think. That's why I keep telling people, COVID has helped some people. <laughs> and I know the culprits will be listening because, you know, I love her to bits. But that woman, oh my gosh, <laughs> she was everywhere. Oh, Who so was that? Sick, I didn't know. get that. My, my. Your mom? <laughs> I put on blast. Yeah, you <laughs> know her, right? You know? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, maybe Penny doesn't, but it's really listen. true. She's gonna be right now. She's just like, oh man, you know. I, I, and I'm just like, this is so funny. Even now, now you know she's doing regional travel. That's within the country. <laughs> Not so much international. No regional. <laughs> but this is how we also do it here. Like you know, we go from Copenhagen to Odense, from Odense to Copenhagen, and then just like I don't know to to Yulen. Yeah. Because like yeah, but I'm telling. Like I think one yeah. day we're gonna get retired. I don't think we're gonna be bored. I think we're gonna be super busy, busier than now. I totally. I don't. Agree. I don't. I don't know with Penny, but I know with me or Faith. Like we, because I really think that, um, yeah, I think like there's so many things to do. So that's you know that that's why you will never get, you will never get bored. I think that's yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, because like, um, because I, I'm like I said before, you know that I do know a lot of people that you know they're actually enjoying that life, and you know, I mean, yeah, it just they're enjoying it, a lot. enjoying it. <laughs> they enjoying a but lot, you know and what? like you're saying, with yeah. the family, with the grandchildren, with projects with projects outside from home projects inside home you know um yeah and then basically you know you don't i think still you need to plan things but not not that you know that we do right now i think it's maybe it, it, it's another kind of planning but that one you need to help me out because like if i know it from my in-laws I mean, they don't really. Of course, sometimes they say, you know, they they say, you know, within themselves, like, okay, you know, when should we go out and travel? They don't necessarily have to travel like during the summertime when the prices is double, you know, up, and then you know it's like high season. So they always choose or pick, you know, um, like after summer vacation where there is, you know, uh, you don't have all this family going out with kids and everything. And, and the summer is the best time in Denmark anyway, so you don't want to really travel if you don't have to, because that's the best time. The weather is beautiful; it's amazing. And then I think you know you should even travel in the winter time when it starts to get darker, you know. But the only difference, um, like Shai, you asked, you know, when you're just talking about different people and how they, you know, live, you know, post their retirement. I think the only difference is you. You know how you how you use your time, also how you think. You know, if you think retirement is going to be boring, then it will be boring. If you think retirement is going to be fun, it will be fun. It's the same situation now. If you think COVID is going to be terrible, then it's going to be terrible. You have to know that your brain is so amazing. 
Like it is amazing. I mean, almost does your bidding. Um, if you say, you know, oh, you know, I'm go- I'm so tired, you know, all the time, you know, that's why you know, I'm always like conscious because this is how I was raised to think about, uh, be conscious of your words. Um, if you say I'm always tired, I'm always tired, I'm always tired, you will become tired. Like it just it will happen. Like you have to also think of your words um, as you speak, as you think, as you do everything. You know, my mother would always be like, what did you say? Say that again. Think about it. What did you say? Don't say that. You know, so you have to watch what you say, you know. And and today, um, this is You're right. Today we don't get like a warning. <laughs> Go oh, on. What did you <laughs> yeah, but you're right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. And, you know, about saying that, you know, like with the COVID or something else, then it will become like that. But if you just make it, you know, to like, I mean, for me, like when I go, you know, I'll go out like and work. I mean, I don't even, of course, I do think about COVID, but I don't really think about it like in that case. Like for me, I'm just still like, I mean, of course, I know the stores are closed and, you know, some of them are, you know, started to open up and everything. But I'm I'm just like, you know, it, this is again another day and you know you you take one step at a time. So, um I know people have different opinions about that. They do think differently. Um but this is now I think, you know, I think this is the year where you have to take control of how you think. And and I'm going to say this because, you know, um if I talk from a lot of and I know Some people in Asia or Africa will be listening or Middle East will be listening to this and, and I want you to think about what they have been told of themselves for many years and so, and what things look like today. If you feed your brain a certain narrative and a certain story, and this also includes African Americans, um, then it will actually happen. You know. You will start speaking things, and they will happen. This is, maybe these are just things I was taught, and I just knew them, and, and and I've seen it play out. You know, people say, you know, you know, I'm this and that. You're not. So the only difference is your brain, remember, is constantly working. It's absorbing. It's a sponge. What you feed it is what it will react, respond to. So you have to. That's why we're saying question everything, learn, read, and the one thing that would do you such a good service is understand how your brain works and then also think about how you think what you watch what you consume how you interact with people what influences you all these things will play out in your life you know just like and, I, and I'm going to say this because I, I, I have to say it to, to you know to the brown people if you feed your children rap music and you listen to the, the lyrics of the rappers and you think you're just, you know, dancing to a beat, and then you see your children showing up differently, doing things that you know don't reflect the parents, because I've seen some really amazing parents. And then I've seen the children who like rap music behaving and showing up differently. So I'm just saying that you have to, the brain is the same, the difference is how you think, how you process, what you consume, and what you put inside, like input, output. You know, you put in garbage, you get garbage out. And so you have to be very selective what you put in, what you listen to. You know, African-Americans, you're always being, you're watching, you know, you're binging on slave movies. You shouldn't binge on slave movies because that's what you're going to start thinking you are. 
But if you're watching like the hidden figures, if you're watching certain things, that is what your brain is absorbing. And that is a narrative that you're actually feeding your brain. So you should question everything and learn. And so I'm saying this because I know, you know, I work with young people and I can see what they listen to. And then I can see it showing up a month or two in their behavior. You know, a girl who was not cursing now is, is a genius in curse words. So this is what I'm saying. You have to be careful what you consume, what you put in your brain. You have to question everything. Why is this? And again, why is the song top on the list when it's talking about raping and drugs and guns? Why are you top on the charts? And then use your logical brain and use your, your, you know, use your mind and then make a decision from your heart and say, this is not a song that should be top on the list. It's not teaching us certain values and virtues that can build our community and that will make me, uh, you know, an, an upright citizen. So that's what I mean by question everything and learn. If you don't question, you just take it and say, oh, this is good. Take it, take it, take it. And then you take in garbage and you get out garbage. Yeah, you're right. And I was actually just thinking like, where, where, if we're talking, I mean, where, if we're thinking about kids, at this moment like okay where do we think that all this you know cursing things where does it come from today you know um i mean like you're saying listening it to comes this from rapper, your music it comes from your music from, it comes from the movies it comes from yeah you know we uh, we didn't, YouTube, we, all we didn't the, know all the cuss words growing up we didn't know it we really mm-hmm. had no clue of what cuss words were seriously and um, this is real talk i know my age is showing we didn't know we did not know <laughs> seriously we didn't know yeah. any curse words and if you listen to all the music like you know it doesn't matter where it's from if you listen to maybe a couple of years back there were no curse words we were thinking about love and buy me flowers buy me but i'm also thinking <laughs> but i'm also yeah but you're right because i'm also thinking from my time i mean if we go back like in the um end of 80s starting 90s in around beginning of the 90s um i don't remember myself like and even the girls that i was hanging out with you know my classmates i mean there wasn't all this f word all this like cursing things even when we were listening to the music it wasn't like today and it's yeah, actually but again, kind of, it's a choice mm-hmm. no one is forcing you to listen to that music change the channel No. Yeah, I but I yeah, one of my siblings, she doesn't allow that music in her house now. Do her kids sneak behind her and listen to it, of course. But she has made a conscious decision. This is not what we do. That's it. You know. Exactly. Yeah. They have a choice. Everything is a choice at the end of the day. Seriously, it is. Um, we have about two minutes left on the show. Um, yes. Me, uh, I'll let you all have the last words and then we'll head out. And I think Shaw will take us out of here. Yeah, but nice. I just want Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. No, but I just wanted to say that um go ahead again and you know, um think about what you do and then if there is some things that you don't know or you never, you know, got across, you know, um, you know, I came across with this thing, always ask and always, you know, um maybe question it because maybe it will actually get get you know um get you to a good place 
um, yeah, because you do actually learn um, a lot of things about. I mean, yeah, about like you know, questioning things that you maybe you haven't tried before, or, or you know, you don't know. I mean, don't hold back. Just just ask, and you know, because I also sometimes know that some people will like, ah, you know, I mean, should I, shouldn't I? But just go ahead and ask. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. And I'm going to keep it really simple. Mm. Never stop learning. Never stop thinking. Never stop thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and think it's critically. True. Yeah. Yeah, and think critically. Critical thinking is amazing. Try it out. So thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you for listening. You'll find you'll find this recording on Spreaker, um, as well as on YouTube later this week or next week I believe <laughs> but it will be there they'll all be there at the point they'll all be on Spreaker and on YouTube so feel free to listen to them and share your feedback or your thoughts we absolutely love to hear from you thank you Penny thank, thank you Sean. have a great week thank you thank See you, you the week. same yes thank you bye bye everybody <laughs> <laughs>